mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey. Good evening everyone and welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are on episode 17 this evening of season 3 and we're just about getting ready to wind down. We had a busy weekend last weekend but obviously the uh, team of the year was announced on Friday evening live via the live stream and hopefully you all enjoyed that. I know we certainly did and we had great fun and crack and uh, mighty Holy, you could call it, on Saturday evening then as our All-Ireland champions got their medals as well and that was another fantastic event. The poor co-host is back from her holidays and wouldn't you know it, she brought the sickness with her so she's feeling a little bit under the weather this evening but good evening Mrs Farrell, you are welcome back into us. Well Martin, how are we? We're good, the Fahi has gone officially then. Uh, for now, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see how we get till Christmas anyway. <laughs> oh, change drastically. I love it. Anyway, had you a nice holiday? Yeah, holiday was lovely. Grand. Good. Nice back into the swing of it now. Back into swinging things now, yeah. We certainly are. Well, we are preparing, obviously, because we did say it uh, Friday evening that we are going to have a special preview show because our own intermediate champions, James Stevens of Kilkenny, are going to be taking on Castlegar of Galway in the 2022 AIB Inter- Intermediate All-Ireland Club Championship semi-final which has been moved several times over the last couple of uh, weeks ends I should say in the last couple of days but officially we have got the team uh, and the time and it has been shifted to Limerick in the UL Maguire's pitch on the South Campus at 1pm on Saturday the 10th which is this Saturday coming not too many days away and I have two people that's joining me in studio here one of them is John Scott the manager of James Stevens. the other is Emma Gaffney who is the full back on the team and they have took time out of their very busy schedule to be here with us this evening John and Emma good evening to you both good evening Martin yeah lads thank you for having us perfect just pull in there a small little bit now John as well so that we can hear you Um, yeah not ideal preparations uh, several changes over the weekend with the game but look you're happy now you have a venue you have a time we knew the opposition uh, with a couple of weeks as well so raring to go for it yeah look we're raring to go as you said last few uh, probably last 12 hours 24 hours has been hectic between emails going and to and forth between Crow Park but eventually look it's been sort of now that it's, it looks like it's fixed for UL for one o'clock on Saturday uh, and as we've been saying it all the time we don't care where, where the match is on we'll be there Look God you surely will and we'll be certainly there following all the action uh, as well I suppose the last day I asked you have you all your homework done on Castle Garen out you were going looking for footage and everything of them has all the analysis been done I'm not sure you know yet we have, <laughs> we have after getting a few videos alright um, we're after look we've gone through actually two videos I mean, it's the same game but just watched it a couple of times over we've done our homework and I'm like look they're, a, they're not alone they're the Galway champions they're provisional champions as well so kind of be a step up as well for us over the next this time anyway I think it will but you're going well so far in the competition like for your first time in it yeah we are going well they are going well the girls are playing fierce well and even though Emma will tell you like, just, there's a great old spirit between them they're just keeping their own, them, themselves going really like it's, it is tiring at this time of the year I think after having a long old season but look we trained yesterday morning and uh, look everybody's buzzing for the game like. yeah, well we're certainly buzzing for it as well Emma I know it gives you a bit of stick being a Galway woman originally <laughs> any time that even last Friday I probably gave you a bit of stick as well um, you know as soon as the black and amber jersey goes on you though that's all going to change so don't worry about that Stop, but um, you're a Galway woman so yeah. I mean Castle Gar of Galway do you know much about him? Ah, yeah, look, I would have played against them um, probably more so underage. Um, I'd have played with a few girls as well on the way up, but no, look, they're a great team and look, it's a really tough competition to win. It's really hard to win. As in Kilkenny, it's very, very difficult to win any sort of county championship in Galway, so definitely a formidable force. You had a good season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it slotting into a different team when you come from a different county straight up it can't be easy picking a team number one and then trying to slot into it but you've done it seamlessly <laughs> well, I know but um, 
Well, look, I guess picking the team, you know, I went by my address, to be fair. <laughs> my address is Larchfield, so I couldn't have really picked any other team besides James Stevens. Um, and in terms of slot, Well, the reason I asked that now is because I didn't know where you were living, so <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> no, 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 I'm on that side of town, so... But look, in terms of slotting in, that's, to be honest, I couldn't say that's anything to do with me. It's more so to do with the girls and my teammates and the management and stuff, you know. They've all you know, been more than welcoming to me from the very beginning. So it says more about them than I think it does about me. But no, I've had a fantastic year. Um, definitely it's been a long year, as John has said, but look, we're in an All-Ireland semi-final now. It's absolutely fantastic to be here. Um, so I've had a great year. The last day against Moishal mm. wasn't an easy game, tough conditions, pitch was heavy, mm. ball was sticking a lot. They're forecasting horrendous weather forecast for the weekend. And Oani is putting the scarf around her, even at this stage here in the studio. Um, but you look, you'll be you'll be ready for any uh, anything that comes your way, whether it is hail, rain, or even snow that they're forecasting. Yeah, no, we will. And look, we've definitely had our sessions in the rain as well in Kilkenny. Now, again, it's been um, quite a change from the weather that I'm used to at home to be honest I can't get over the amount of sun that's here in the sunny southeast. but um, so to be honest if it's bad weather this weekend I'll be alright <laughs> but um, Well I have family members over in Sligo as well and any time that you do ring them up it's like oh god it's raining here again so the west does get a lot of oh, bad weather to be fair to it It does it's, it's honestly it's not an overstatement like any time I go home to, and cross in the Shannon it starts raining <laughs> but no look I we have the work put in through the year and like again if it was raining the session wasn't cancelled out we were like you know we've been training the last few weeks in the cold so you know it'll be the same weather for both teams as well so I reckon it won't make too much of a difference to us John you have a good panel a lot of young girls is there a lot of experienced girls that's there as well but the last couple of matches you've been put to the pin of your collar for plenty of time in the game as well but you seem to push through and always come out on the other side what kind of a game are you expecting against Castlegar? Yeah I think look and this time of the year I think that kind of nearly hurling goes out the window it's kind of like just who wants it the more is it more of a battle than actual skill uh, and it's just I think uh, it comes down to spirit and work rate and things like that that's what gets us over the line and I can guarantee you that this team to have some work rate and some spirit like they never give up never give up and you can see, you've seen that even not even the last day against Michel but I thought uh, the day against St. Bridget's like it was in the 60th minute when we actually went into the lead and it just goes to show you that they just they dug deep they just they knew themselves in their own even when we were training after that game they were saying they kind of even felt it themselves they were coming all the time you know that things were coming right during that game and proved us right and they got over the line and look, this Michel game is very similar. I think the Michel game is when I think this was the goal that kind of you know kind of kept us in the lead going in at half time. And I think the girls did. We kind of lost our shape already again in the second half. But look, the dug deep, the you know the weather, the storm, and I think we probably finished a little bit stronger than Michel did in the end. He certainly did finish an awful lot stronger. Is it important he as? a management team watching in that you get a good start like the goal against Moishal as you said was definitely a pivotal moment in the game and it set you up nicely even going in at half time with the lead yeah, before we, you had been coming from behind in games which is a bit different to yourselves at half time but how important is a good start? Yeah no we'd, we'd be always trying to focus on like if we can get into get a good start ourselves and at least then they're chasing us and we're not chasing them uh, look, these I think sometimes we are slow to start, um, but uh, as I say, against Michel, we got the we got the actual into the lead, and I, I think we held it the whole way through the game, um, and that's what that's what you'd be aiming for. Uh, I, I think over the last three games in all the Leinster Championship, we ended up uh, playing against the wind in the first half, and whereas we've always been telling the girls like that everything goes out the window then it's just battle down the hatches and you know just get the work rate going and just defend everything uh, until half time and we, we regroup then and see where we are Emma as a player to have the likes of Chuck Connor, Philly Larkin Brian McAvoy on the sideline with this fella here as well how much confidence does that instill into a player to see those boys that has done everything themselves on the sideline 
training you now? <clears throat> no, it's look, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't comment on like the changes that they've made from last year because I obviously wasn't here. But all I can say was the effort that they've put in. I actually sometimes am convinced that they want to win the match nearly more than we do. Like <laughs> you're the secret ingredient they were missing. No, God, <laughs> absolutely not. Would you stop? They were in the final last year without me. So <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean I. I John, what's it like to work on with Chuck? Because, I mean, you were doing an interview the last day uh, with you win over St. Bridget's and he was free and I grabbed him and while I have been on a post doing umpire against him when he's been managing James Stevens, or on a sideline running up and down past him uh, it's completely different when he's shouting in your ear but um, as a man himself, like, how important is he to have on the sideline beside you? Um, I, there's no words. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, look, uh, once the game is over whatever game we're playing even the Michel game the St. Bridges game he's on to the next game straight away even today I'd say I had to turn my phone off nearly once <laughs> there. I had so many phone calls from him because between you well you know there's not a stone that's not unturned that he just he does he has his homework done and it's, he's actually he makes my job actually very handy at the moment his passion and enthusiasm oh, is infectious yeah he's fierce passionate like, and, and it, this is his first time actually to work with Komogi and really first time I did not know that now first time that he worked uh, just I'd be good friends with him for years from all my hurling times with him and and Brian McAvoy like and we just asked the two boys this year to come in with us and they did look and it's the both of them the first time to work with girls but the two of them have just they've embraced it and I tell you I don't think they'll ever go back now (laughs) 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 the women is easier is it (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's what they say anyway just the two of them have embraced it and I tell you they've they've turned us around like you know they've been great like off behind the scenes they do so much to work like well Liam does anyway Uh, Tots is just very great on the pitch like (laughs) stuff like that we well, have to have different lads that's good at different roles. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It certainly helps. Emma, you were part of the James Stevens contingent that was out in Dixborough the other night at the Come On Kind Team of the Year. It was your first year being involved. Not a bad old year getting player of the match in the county final and then being named in the uh, one of the six backs as well, then on the, the team of the year as well. How did you feel, one, getting the nomination and then getting the award last Friday night? Oh, look, I'm... I'm still a bit shocked as in look if you told me this time last year that I'd be in this position right now (laughs) I'd laugh at you like so no look it's been look it's been an absolutely fantastic year I was honoured to be even nominated you know I didn't really think anyone even know who I am like obviously being a blow in so to even put me forward for it and then to win you know obviously is a great compliment for me so look uh, thanks to everyone who've you know come to watch the matches and Thought I deserved it. <laughs> well, so you, de- you definitely deserved it, all right. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. John, six uh, winners in total. Good haul for the club. Oh yeah, you know it was great, great um, overhaul. All right. Um, I did look, they're all delighted, and I, I even said this to the girls actually after it that it's great to have those things there. Like and only for yourself and Anya and all. I don't think it would have happened. I think last year was the first year, was it? That it was, yeah. Actually done. yeah. And this was great just to promote the game. And as you even said on Friday night, that if they could make it even bigger and have a good night of it, it would be a focus to have at the end of the year, have the awards night that all the Camogie teams, all the clubs could go there and it would be some night. Well, herself will tell you that that's the reason why we set up this in the first place because you said it that while it's great that the likes of Michelle and Neve and county players are recognised on the field of play with the county the poor club player is often forgotten and that's one of the main reasons why the Come On Kind team of the year was set up Yeah it certainly is because like I feel like a lot of people nearly forget that you know while the county girls yeah they're training from November December onwards you know until an All-Ireland final or whatever the case may be the club girls are doing the exact same like they go back to their clubs in January February whatever they're doing their pre-season because like and it is a terrible long year for them because they certainly don't have as many um, They certainly there's a big massive gap for them when it comes to games as opposed to the county guards I know like you know with the county you have your national league then you have your championship there could be a Leinster championship running on that as well but for the club player you know you might get a couple of all county leagues but you know, let's be honest. How many how many clubs actually play out all their all county matches? They probably don't. And then when it comes to the league championship format, it's very much like like we spoke about this 
during the championship like I know for Tullerone we had three games and we were gone out of the championship you know so it's, it is a very like for the work that's put in for a very long year you know you're, it's it's quite short when you come to think of it and I suppose this is the whole idea of trying to promote the club here let them know that you know you are being recognised we want you to keep at it and it's all about keeping guys playing camogie because unfortunately you know for the majority of clubs and I'm sure the lads will agree there is probably a lot of girls in your club who are at that age bracket where they could either progress keep going or they could fall off and if one or two of them fall off it could encourage another five or six to fall off and before you know it you could have the bones of ten girls you know dwindling away over a three four year period and you don't want that happening because then some clubs couldn't afford to have that happen no, no you could absolutely not like I know like you know I'm speaking from Tullerone and you know we're a small country club if that happened in the morning, our club would be gone. Like, and you know, and this, I suppose, like, you know, it's the U-turn. This is why we're trying to promote the club player, let them know. Like, you know, I was not, like, absolutely delighted for every single girl that, you know, was was picked on all those teams, but especially delighted for the girls that don't necessarily wear a black and amber jersey mm. because, you know, that's what we really wanted for. And, you know, really, really delighted for Caroline Booth from Danes 4 to see a Danes 4 player getting yeah. in there, getting yeah. a nomination yeah, as well, sure. and to, you know, to get a, a player of the, to get a, um, a, a position on the team. And I think that's really, really important for Camogie and for Camogie particularly in Kilkenny as well and for the likes of Emma as well like you know to come down from Galway to get your nomination to get on the team you know I think it really bodes well for James Stevens, for you as an individual as well but I think it's really really good that we're looking at everybody from this year and not you know what they've previously done in the past it's all about the focus on what went on this year in, in the club championship I'm just looking here at the minute uh, for currently well Lydia was there but she's not at the minute so five Michelle was there previously, not at the minute, six. So we have seven of the intermediate team of the year that's currently not on a county team. Yeah. Which is, Which like is not bad going. No, it's 50%, no. like it's nearly 50% of it or whatever the case may be. And I suppose that's what you want to see. You want to see these girls. And, you know, it's really good to see. Like, I'll be honest with you, Kate Ling, Tullaher Ross Birkin. Yeah. Never heard of her name until this year. Junior player, yeah, yeah. Junior player yep. didn't like did had not heard of her name until this year, and there she is popping up, and she's getting, she's getting on the team of the year. Same with a lot of the Kai Shockers on your own. Didn't know who she was until this year, and the girl just comes out of the blocks, top scorer in the junior championship, absolutely masterclass display in a county final. Again, didn't know her until this year you know and I think that's really really important as well that we're getting to see new names new young players coming in I think this will kind of give them a bit of confidence as well pushing on and you know pushing on with their commode career and I know you got a text message from a girl um, who got a nomination and she even said that she was considering walking away from Camogie Oh I, I did now I won't yeah. mention who the player was but yeah, um, yeah she was uh, she was fairly disillusioned it was a club down south down near enough to me um, and she was only after getting nominated and the nomination actually spurred her to even move on and play for next year yeah. as well which if Keep it does going. that for five or six different players around the place it's certainly yeah. uh, worth it um, just while you're mentioning that I mean I'm just looking at the junior team at the minute and apart from Ashling uh, that was there I can only see one Ashling O'Farrell was there on the county team before Laura Phelan was with the minor so that's <coughs> three so there's actually 12 of the junior team and that Sabrina. was 12 club players and Sabrina was Sabrina on the county Sabrina team was on the 2016 panel yeah intermediate panel ok so that's 4 yeah. so that's 11 players then on the junior team alone yeah. that uh, has never had a Kilkenny jersey so that's fair going that's yeah. fair going too yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma I only brought up a, a few little things as a player yourself and when you're hanging around and waiting for matches is it tough to be going out and training when you can't see any light coming that you might know that your first game is coming in June or July <laughs> or anything it's, how hard is it for a player to keep focused um, look like I guess you know I, your commitment probably kind of goes up and down through, through them first few months like you know when we're kind of back in February March and stuff like it is kind of tough in those months to kind of keep going to every single training session I think kind of people have other commitments and stuff um but no, like I do think the lads have done a really great job and stuff organising um, our trainings and kind of keeping us like we kind of would do fitness programmes and things like that at the beginning of the year. And I think it's really important when you have that kind of um, consistency, like, you know, you're kind of like, I remember we were doing, Jesus, every training session with Philly, he had us running like we knew the second we saw him walking in that we were running at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> but what he had there was he had a plan for us, if that makes sense. So like yep. you could kind of see your fitness improving like you know you'd 
change the timing in the running, you change the distance in the running, you'd increase it. You know, you could actually see yourself kind of growing and getting fitter. So I actually think when you have those kind of plans and things installed in training at the beginning of the year, it does really help keep people involved because you can actually, you know, you don't feel like you're just going there, tipping the ball around and then you're going home again. You can actually see yourself and feel yourself getting better. And, you know, you feel like you're not, not that you're wasting your time, but, you know, you, you really feel like you're making the most of it, if that makes sense. So then when you do feel like when the county girls come back, you know, you're ready to hit the ground running and you're ready for them to come back because obviously they're coming back with the you know, such a high calibre of skill and um, talent. And I'm, and I'm stuff, going so. to ask you something and I'm not trying to draw you into controversy now or anything, but okay, <laughs> but I mean, for all of the club players around the place that you're thinking, do you think there's too many county matches? Um, what, what do you mean now? As, as, in in the, as in the players, the amount of time that they're away from the club, is there too <coughs> many matches at county level? Like that the season is now split, so you're talking about from January to... August nearly by the time the county for the All-Ireland final is played and then you're trying to squash the championship then for the club level from August into nearly October before the provincial starts yeah yeah Yeah, look it it is and it's not trying to draw you into controversy or anything I'm just genuinely curious with different players like Uh, look I guess probably the best person to ask is probably someone who's actually on the county panel rather than myself (laughs) good answer (laughs) real politician there (laughs) but um, I know like I I can see it from both points of view if that makes sense like in one way um, in one way I guess having the county players gone and having the all county league um it does give other kind of players an opportunity to get more game time and things like that and have more fo- focus on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can understand, I guess, from a county panel setup as well, you know, these girls aren't from the same clubs, you know, they need that extra time as well to be playing with each other, to have the bond secured by the time championship rolls around then for them. Um, but yeah, then you can flip it and say, well, then the at club level, you know, the county girls are kind of gone for the entire year. Look, it's double-sided coin unfortunately um, I'm going to stir the bucket <laughs> here um, I, think, like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is potentially too many games at inter-county level um, and that's probably okay in one way it's maybe coming from a selfish point of view is where like when you're playing with your club I want to have all my players available which is all the time and I think it's very very unfair and like John you can obviously you would probably see it from both sides being yeah. from an inter-county manager and a club manager like it's all well and good when you're an inter-county manager because you have all the girls all the time, all year. But then when you go to be a club manager, you're missing probably what, I'd say four or five girls off oh, your yeah. panel this year. Yeah. And then like they come back, they literally had what, a week? Yeah, one week. One week is, one what, week is what your club actually had with your players. And like, let's now, let's call a spade a spade and be realistic here. The girls won an All-Ireland final. They were probably given the Tuesday night off after a club, after the Tuesday night off after the All Ireland final from their club, Just so the that Tuesday. they could en- enjoy themselves or <laughs> you whatever the case see them may at be. The Thursday or Friday. They might have only been seen at a training session on the Friday, which where there potentially wasn't a whole lot going on because they were all playing in the first round on a Sunday morning oh, right. at eleven o'clock. So really, it's not very fair on the clubs that they didn't yeah. actually have the players for too long. Whereas the inter county season, I understand split season, that's fine, but at senior they had two groups they could have potentially spread that out over four groups had less games had them all on the same weekend and that would give you an extra maybe two or three weeks you know it would it would push back an All-Ireland final or whatever the case but it would give the clubs the opportunity to have girls their intercounty players available for, their, for them a lot longer than a week before championship But on the flip side of that they are going to argue that the brand is there so if you split the games and have a shorter period of time as well you're not going to promote the brand in the way that it currently is being done a bit like the hurling. So you want to be there playing games at the same time of when the hurlers or the football are going so that you're getting media coverage, you're getting attention for female sports put onto it and that's going to be the arguments put forward. And I totally get that, Martin, but on the other side, we've often seen matches being put on the same day as a hurling match and what's going to happen there is, let's, and let, okay, it let's do a count here. There's, what, five of us in the room here. If Kilkenny Camogie are playing the same day as Kilkenny hurlers, who's going to go to the hurling match as opposed to go to Kilkenny match? No, just on, on another thing, as I started even again to talk about Camogie and hurling, uh, just on my way over, I heard uh, on another radio station that I won't mention, uh, they were talking about 
the hurling uh, All Ireland semi-finals, and they said that both of them are fixed for Crow Park on the 18th as a double header, but the Camogie Junior was fixed for the same day. So who'll get thrown out? Yeah. Oh, well, it's easy. No, that that you know, answer. Like this, I mean. like, well, unless they're going to put as a triple header. Um, yeah, I mean, there's two, <coughs> two junior Camogies. Okay. Actually, oh, sure, the, gar- the girls only tear mm. up the ground, John. What are you talking yeah. about? But no, it's, it's just, <laughs> you know, we're just stir- we're just like wild animals up, going yeah. into the place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, we're, this this we're after having this debate at so many times, times, and we're still going to be having the debate anyway. But the important thing is, John, that you have your time, you have your venue now for the weekend. We're certainly, as we said, going to be following you uh, all the way through. The very best of luck to you and the rest of the team on uh, Saturday, and hopefully, we won't be in and come on kind this weekend uh, on uh, a. Sp- a sour note we'll call it or a defeat that we'll be back in next Monday preparing for uh, an All-Ireland final not putting any pressure on you either on that way Um, but hopefully we will be Uh, and Emma congratulations on a brilliant season so far well done on being nominated uh, on the team of the year and I have no doubt that myself Anya and John will be seeing you in stripy black and amber colours very very soon I hope No, but, thanks, Vinny. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no. Very best of luck to, to both of you. Um, and I know that you, uh, you're very busy, so thank you for taking the time out to, to be here with us as well. And uh, yeah, we look forward to the weekend, Witchy. All right. Great. Thanks very thanks, much, Mary. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. That was, of course, John Scott and Emma Gaffney uh, with James Stevens, the manager, and our back from the team of the year last Friday as well. And as we say, they are down to play their All Ireland Club semi final on Saturday against Castlegar of Galway. Right, let's get into the in depth of this game on Saturday. Castlegar of Galway won the final back in 2012 against the Roaring Steag yeah it's the last match that they have that's the, the last time that they were in the club all Ireland and I suppose kind of going into it yeah okay like we're what 2012 that's 10 years ago like there's obviously going to be a massive there's obviously going to be you know a huge overall you'd expect on their team but you know I was kind of looking up the Galway Camogie website and they had um, a couple of player profiles on it from their captains um, from the Castle Gar team and I actually think was it one or both of them actually put in their most memorable game or was it the, whatever it was and it was the All-Ireland final mm. against Warnestig that it was one of their most memorable games and I think you know they probably have a couple of players that are still knocking around uh, since that day and that's only going to bring a, bring a massive amount of experience like you know we've spoke about on numerous occasions that this is James Stevens' first time in this competition and you know they are like they, they are a phenomenal team but you, you have to look at Castlegar to be Galway champions it's it's just as tough to be a Galway champion as it is to be a Kilkenny champion like you're looking at potentially the two best two best counties in Camogie at the moment and you know both of them both of them are going to produce absolutely phenomenal county champions you look at Sarsfields of Galway you know they've been there there for numerous years now at senior level and you know any team that's going to come out of Galway is going to be a massive massive test um, for any team but I think James Stevens, you know and what we have to remember about them they've actually only lost two championship games in the last four years and that was a junior county final and an intermediate county yeah. final and it's what they've learned from that they go on the next year and they completely demolish any team that comes anywhere near them and I think they're growing stronger and stronger and I think they have a real sense of confidence and I know I was talking to a couple of them um, actually Miriam's wedding and um, they were just saying that they were looking forward to it and do you know what I kind of put it to them I was like I would give anything to be in their position they were like you're right like you know it is it's a massive opportunity for them I don't think they're going to be going in nervous to be honest with you because I think they're a team that they're so used to success and winning is a habit that I think they're just going to take it in their stride they're not going to panic at all when it comes to it they know they're going to get the look of the the look of the green when they need it and they're going to push on from that I think we're in for a really 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 good game like I think it's going to be tight and you know the changing of the the changing of the venues and changing of times that's obviously going to impact on both teams and it is a bit annoying for both teams Um, but you know what I think James Stevens. I think they could be in a really really good position like I would be really expecting them to push on and go to an All-Ireland the following weekend There's obviously a reason why you were talking to some of them at Miriam's wedding because there is a connection there and one name that's synonymous with Castlegar of course is the Connellys. Yeah. 
I think it's Alva is playing on it. Um, that she's, I think she's vice captain of it. Um, so yeah, like you know, that's another massive tradition that's going to be on that Castlegar team. But give everyone the connections. <laughs> oh God! So Park Welsh is getting married uh, next weekend to Kier Connolly, and Kier Connolly would be one of the Connollys in Castlegar. So that is the connection. <laughs> So a Galway woman marrying a Kilkenny man, I yeah. tell you, you can't base it. Um, but yeah, look, sure, I mean, you know, the Connollys has been there. I mean, they're a name that anybody will know once you mention Castlegar or even Camogie in Galway. Um, it won't be an easy task. We said before it was going to be tough playing Raharney. Yeah. They came through it. Mm-hmm. Step up against St. Bridget's. Yeah. Everyone thought St. Bridget's was going to win it. Even people on the day when we were out in uh, the Kells Road, St. Bridges was going to win it. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Michael was a tough game. A little bit different though. They went in at half time, which mm-hmm. was slightly askew for James Stevens because normally they're coming from behind. Um, and I don't know whether it was maybe nerves then or that, but they did hold on in the end. Um, now, Michael did miss a penalty, yeah. missed two penalties um, actually in the, the game, missed a couple of chances as well. You know, the scales tipped yeah. up and down uh, during the game. So they really do need to get a kind of a good start against Castlegar. Yeah, they certainly do. And sorry now. No, you're yeah, all right. They certainly do need to get a, go- a, a really good start against them. But you know what? Like John kind of said it earlier on, like this time of year, it's not about skill. And it's not about who has the, you know, the classiest hurling team or the classiest camogie team. And, you know, you're not going to be seeing anything too elegant or extravagant, you know. In it's these who can slog it out. It's it. And that's why I love this time of year hurling. It slows everyone. Like, I laugh at the guys. I was like, when it's raining, I'm like, oh, I love it. It slows everyone down to my pace. Like, I'm absolutely, <laughs> I breathe for this, you know, this time of year hurling for this. Um, but yeah, it does. It's a real, real dogfight. It's who wants to get in and get that ball the most. There's going to be dirt. It's going to be wet. There's just going to be muck all over the place. And it's going to be all about physicality. And I think that's going to be a big thing. You look at James Stevens, like, you look their full forward line in particular Cueva Moore and Keir Delaney really strong physical players they're going to need that in a full forward line this weekend you go back to their half back line you've got um, Aoife Cantwell and potentially uh, Anna Dohner because I assume Emma Minogue is going to drift out to middle of the field and Hannah Scott again another very very physical players this is where we're going to see the likes of the Neve Dealies and the Michelle Teens using their physicality and their experience coming from an inter-county setup. they're going to have to stand up too and of course Emma who we were just talking to earlier uh, earlier on again another really physical player and that's what I was just going to actually ask you yeah, yeah. how good has she been to James Stevens slotting in back there in the full back line brilliant she's been absolutely excellent like I don't think you could say like there was probably a question on that position for James Stevens over the last couple of years there wasn't I think what it's after actually doing I think it's after because Hannah Scott had been playing there but I think it's after allowing Hannah to push more out the field and actually make those runs because that's what we see that Hannah is doing an awful lot now like she likes to get that ball and she likes to drive forward and you know potentially when you're sitting in a full back you can't you don't really have the option to you know drive as far forward as, as you can or even take an option for a point because you kind of have to stay around you know to stay around the box look after your goalie protect your full back line but I think you know Emma kind of going back in there she's gutsy she's sticky she's well able to read the ball it's allowed nearly the half back line to strengthen up and really push forward I think she's like, she just slotted in there and you know obviously for her to come down to a new team it's going to be very very hard yeah. but then like you know she's playing every game and like you know she mentioned herself like oh you know I'm the blow in there is that probably that little bit of sense of you know pressure on her because she's like I have to do well I you know I have to keep going I have to do this for them they've have to make me feel so welcome but she's slotted in like a dream there she's just she's been excellent for James Stevens all year she hasn't exactly one of the reasons why she was picked on the the come on kind team yeah. of the year last Friday obviously James Stevens did have six players um on that Hannah Scott and Emma Gaffney in the back line yeah. Brilliant, absolutely phenomenal. Like you, you have to admit, like you know, it was definitely a no-brainer for the two girls. They've had been had really such a you know a phenomenal year, and I think it's it's kind of funny when you say the two girls like Hannah would have probably been the full back, and you know I think letting her a bit more out the field, it's allowed her to to progress her game and allowed her to do those starting runs that she does up the wing, and she's got this unmerciful clearance on her as well. So and we've had this debate because we can see her playing in the forward line with the uh, county team, yeah, which I don't think it's her best position when. 
when you look at the performances she has put in in the wing back position mm. this year alone yeah. it's by far definitely her favourite and best position well I won't say favourite but it's definitely her best position yeah, from I our think, point of view Yeah no I think I, I would prefer her as a wing back I think she's just you know like <laughs> she's she's always been a back and it's very hard to change from going from a back to a forward unless you've had that experience before like it, it's not just the experience of playing there for 12 months like you, you have to be playing there for a long long time to get used to what's going on but I think she's just she's clever like she has an experience of a wing back and she loves it and it's do you know what it is and I think it probably an awful lot has helped her as well as football like I believe she's I don't know if she's still playing but she has been playing football mm-hmm. with uh, Kilkenny City for a couple of years and you can see that by her she has a kind of a footballer kind of seek about her and like it's it's the driving forward it's the laying off the pass like and you can see that that's actually doing her really really well as well but yeah both girls are you know very much deservedly of their of their positions on the team of the year Yep the other two then obviously was Emma Minogue and Michelle Tien in midfield Yeah, two of them from the same club I mean we couldn't but not nearly the way things were going all year with them Yeah very like to be honest with you if you had to turn around and say you could only pick one of them it would be very very hard not to Oh God I don't think we could do that no, like you couldn't because uh, both girls have just been absolutely exceptional and I think like and it's no disrespect to any of the other teams that are in the grade but when you looked at the both of them they both excelled at their position they had their jobs they knew what they were doing uh, they work really really well together they both very very pacey both really really skillful and both very very clever with their use of the ball as well and then you Dealey and Sophie are aware in the full forwards yeah like come on Neve Dealey has been the stalwart of that James Stevens team all year like she really has and you know playing a real captain's role like really you know pushing out when she needs to push out going forward when she needs to go forward the one thing about Neve Dealey is she'll never waste a ball No, she'll always give in a really really good ball she's clever she always takes that extra split second to have a look up to see who's in the right position she might not necessarily go for her own score all the time but she'll make sure and she'll give it to somebody who's in a lot better position and listen Sophie O'Dwyer has been excellent for uh, for James Stevens all year as well and you know what I like about Neve, especially as her captain and you can watch her she's calm yeah you know, there's yeah. no roaring, there's no shouting. If something is done in the back line or in the forward line, she's respectful to referees. She's just going over yeah. and asking a question of them, not going up and shouting in their faces or yeah. looking to know what the hell this was for, etc. It shows the qualities that she has as a leader and it can show on the field because she drives players on. As you say, she's looking for a player in a better position. Yeah. Um, and I think she's she's probably going to, to set uh, James Stevens up nicely for the weekend coming. Yeah. Fingers abs- crossed. Absolutely. You know, you're dead right about her. I think when you meet Neve, like, you know, off the field as well, though, she's a very calm person. She's so quite spoken. She's very, very quiet. And that comes across on the field as well. But like, she's also very intelligent in her play as well like you know so yeah you can see like it just but she's so versatile yeah you know we've seen her at centre back for DCU she was absolutely phenomenal got player of the match in the Ashbourne final yeah absolutely brilliant and then she slots in centre forward then for James Stevens. you know absolutely like you know if that was any other club like you'd be looking at Neve Dean and be like right we're putting her in centre back but they utilise her up the field which she's probably needed up there because she's able to like she's a playmaker for James Stevens. everything comes from her but put her in the county team then and you can play her wing back or in midfield either exactly or wing forward or wherever you want to play her yeah like you know absolutely she's she's a player there that will give you an awful lot of options Talking about the team of the year mm-hmm. last Friday night, great event. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? I think everyone really, really enjoyed it. And I think, to be honest with you, I think people are kind of maybe a bit taken back by it as well, you know, about, you know, everything that goes on with it. And I think they were all kind of, I don't know, people probably didn't know what to expect from it. And I really think, like, we've got an awful lot of really, really good feedback from it. I don't oh, think anybody has said anything bad nope. about it. Um, and, you know, like, I think we definitely got it across that we want to make it bigger and better every year. I think that is the that is going to be the aim. But, like, you know, I think we had 96, we had 96, 98 nominations. And I think we only had, we had less than 10 girls that didn't, that weren't able to, to make it on the night. So I think it was absolutely brilliant. Five, it was the five girls that that didn't make it on the night. So other than that, like, it's been absolutely phenomenal. But even for the girls that... Uh didn't get awards and that were there on the night as well like 
they were so gracious. Um, they might not have picked up an award, but the fact that they were actually nominated in the first place, they got to be there. And it was so much nicer. Like last year, it was forced upon us that we could only have the winners yeah. and give out the jerseys over in UPMC Northern Park. Mm-hmm. This year, we expanded it a little bit, yeah. uh, which we were nervous about, let's be yeah, fair. we were. Um, you know, because it's new. Know what way it would go. Exactly, it's new to us as well. But uh, as you say, we need to grow it because yeah. our big aim and everyone is saying the very same thing too is if you're going to aim you might as well aim big for it and imagine an all-star gala banquet for club players yeah. that you can go in a black tie event in your frocks um, and get a little trophy of some sort not like the huge ones that the all-stars are getting that you're paying yeah. hundreds of euro for like um, I have to say and everyone has said it the top scorer yeah awards that we gave out at uh, last Friday night were so so nice fair play to Milo and uh, the gang go over there and uh, Celtic commemorations give a, is that who it is yeah, is that yeah they were abs- oh they were gorgeous they were Celtic commemorations Jerry Gall and Milo Breen in in anyone that knows Kilkenny well it's they're in Hare's bus yard or the old Hare's bus yard on the Dublin road and they're absolutely brilliant oh, to phenomenal they are phenomenal. Like I mean, just looking at them. I the mean, detail. just the deed, the logo, yeah. the hurl, yeah. the players. I mean, it's something that you're going to have for years, um, and certainly we're going to be looking forward to next year already. And, and it's much nicer than a piece of glass, I mm, think, because yeah. they're made from from wood. They're not. Well, let's be honest. A, a hurl predominantly is ash, whatever yes. way. It's timber. It's not plastic. Okay, yeah. some people use plastic corals. Not against it. That's their own choice if they want to. But the fact that this was a piece of timber, it's all one unit. There's no gluing. It's all done from scratch, etc. And from listening stunning. to the girls the other night, I think the big thing for them was that while they're gorgeous and they have to be minded, they don't have to be precious about them like you would have with a piece of glass. Yeah. That they can move it wherever. They can bring it to college and show it to whoever in college with them go in the suitcase or the bag the or whatever yeah. bag and bring it on and you're not wondering to know is it going to go be in smithereens when you get open up the case again but no the, the the two lads are absolutely phenomenal to work with and I've gone with some fairly madcap ideas to them through the years and they pull them off every time yeah. but they were stunning the other night now yeah they surely were well fair play to the boys for that and if anyone out there is listening and they would like to get involved in a big gal event by yeah. sponsoring it especially for the club players because let's be honest we are trying to put female sports on the map give them a big opportunity to shine to show their skills etc etc mm-hmm. um, and if we say we're going to do something on your Fahi slash Farrell we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, we do our best, don't we? Yeah, no, I think it's important. Like, and do you know what? It would be really, really good to see, like, a sponsor or two or three, whatever. Doesn't have to be one, yeah. No, um, come on board maybe to help us out with this. Like, you know, we're trying, like, we're trying to do our part, but obviously, you know, we need the financial backing of it as well. Um, and it would be really, really good to see. It's been absolutely phenomenal, the three sponsors that we've had this year between uh, Michael Saunders Electrical, Killary Lighting Services and of course David Roach. And you know, last year we had drunk John Crowley on, on board as well. And they don't forget Elaine Houlihan, Elaine Houlihan this Houlihan year well with the physio. trophies. Yeah, um, like it has been absolutely brilliant. It has been great. But we do want to go that step further and we do need to get, we do we do want to have a bala, or <laughs> bala? We do want gala. to have a gala. Um, you know, and it would be, it would be something that I think would be really appreciated by the club players. I think all the girls that were there the other night really appreciated the night. I think they all had a bit of fun. You know, it was just, I think it was all about uh, the recognition and recognising them as, you know, the stalwarts that they are for their club. And we well, should also thank Therese Aylward in the yeah. Kenny Camogie board for, um, providing the food on the yeah. night as well yeah. yeah. but wasn't it great the other night to see all the girls just sitting back mm. they were probably after beating 10 shades of you know what out of one another through the year but they were all mingling and chatting yeah. and the banter and the crack was yeah. excellent yeah no it is it's brilliant like because they probably don't get to see each other probably that much throughout the year especially this time of year because there's so much going on with everything so it was it was lovely to see it and it was great and you know I think it's something that we should definitely push on for next year anyway well it is because even one of the, the nominees came up to us yesterday because she was out in uh, Danes 4 to the under 22 um, game and was very complimentary 
not only the fact that we were doing it and we were talking about Camogie and putting the podcast out. I mean, we can sit here every week and we can talk as much shite as yeah. possible. Um, we're not saying that we're right, yeah. you know, but we give an opinion. Um, that's literally all it is. We go by form. People can either like us, they can yeah. love us, they can hate us, do whatever. And we don't always get it right. No. And we do bring up some fairly controversial subjects We do, but we are trying to put Camogie on the map and that is the biggest thing. So if anyone out there is interested in becoming uh, a sponsor on board to bring Club Camogie players to a whole new height next year um, for a team of the year. Well, it's going to be three teams of the year, really, because we're still going to stick with the senior, intermediate and junior. I don't think, to be fair to either me or you or the committee um, there's no way we would be able to put all of the nominees and pick the best 15 players out of senior intermediate and junior oh god no not it would all. not be possible it's, couldn't no. how many girls had we in total to whittle them down to what we, yeah, we there was nearly over 200 200 nominations that came in and that had to be whittled down to we we should have only we actually added in we could two, put a couple we had yeah, to we had, like, we yeah. couldn't separate yeah them. we had to, we had three extra I think in junior and three extra in senior yeah. so we should have only had 90 I think we had 96 nominations and then you had to bring that down to 45 Yeah, and unfortunately we had to bring that down to 45 we had to, like, yeah. but realistically you can't really fit them all into one team in Anywhere no. because they're all at different standards and different levels. No, and let's be fair, like let's be honest, if that was to happen it would be predominantly senior. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. where would that what would that say to you about the But I mean look the sor- the senior and the soaring stars was kind of like that a little bit as well and now you have the intermediate and the junior put into one with the soaring stars yeah. and that has its ups and downs as well because you're not going to get maybe enough junior players on it because the yeah. intermediates are going to predominantly be the winners in this but um, as we said look if you are interested we do have an email address if you want to get in contact with either Anya or myself you can get us on comeonkind at kclr96fm.com and we will certainly be more than happy to have uh, a chat and we're not looking for just the one sponsor to come in because it is money yeah. you know the times are tough out there so if there was a couple of large businesses two, three of you that did want to get uh, behind us and back this venture and put female sport on the map in Kilkenny it's not been done here for the club player it's not been done by the GA before it's not been done by the Camogie this is brand new you know it's we're, we're hoping we're hoping fingers crossed that we can really pull this off and make this a yearly event for all of our club players to recognise the work that they put in as well because they do so much um, and that's what we want to do uh, as well on that so yeah it was a great event and thank you as well to uh, RMC Construction for doing the live stream the other evening because the amount of people that said that they were actually tuning in and watching it and going back through it etc it was brilliant so to all of the guys in RMC again thank you so much for that brilliant sponsor Sponsorship. I think there's over a thousand views on, on Dixborough GAA. Yeah. yeah, I think there's over a thousand views on it so far. Yeah, and it's still available for anybody that does want to go and have a look at it. Uh, you can find it on the KCLR YouTube channel there as well. Obviously, someone else that was listening to us was Jerry Drennan last week because we have some of the results for the college's games. Uh, he caught up with them. So the uh, post-primary schools in the senior A and B are still going ahead as planned. There is a second place playoff between uh, Boris uh, and Kilcormack and Boris slash Kilcormack Comer which were going to be taking place uh, Tuesday of last week. So um, hopefully they will be uh, getting played by then. All the results are up. I'm not going to call them all up. What we might actually do is put these up on our Come On Kind uh, Facebook page that everyone will be able to see them. But the Senior D semi-finals uh, have been sorted out and that is going to be the winners of Grenon or Cree, that's spelled C-R-E-A-G-H, will take on St. Joseph's of Navan. And the winners of Haywood or Rathdowney is going to be taking on Mount Mellock Community School. That is the Senior D semi-finals. And those games uh, are due to take place before the 8th of January. So they could be getting played a little just before Christmas or if not early in the new year um, and the other games then are still going uh, ahead as planned the junior 
D in group one the winners of them is Castle Pollard and Killina are in group two so they're the winners of them so um, thank you very much to Jerry and the post primary schools for getting those results uh, into us and we will try and keep you up to date as much as we can with the fixtures and results from the post primary and as we said we have a Facebook page so if you want to check in on that and we will put all them up on it um yeah, so, and unless we need to discuss what I take a, a drink, because I'm going to start coughing here now in a minute, and I don't want to do that over the microphone. No, just, I wasn't here last weekend, so I just want to say um, congratulations to all the girls on the Kilkenny team that won their All-Stars, and obviously to the girls who were nominated as well, and to Brian Dowling for Manager of the Year. Great night for great night for Kilkenny Camogie. Um, we were probably, we probably were very critical, we probably thought they'd get six or that, but, you know, great to see that they got um, eight All-Stars, and obviously Miriam on her Player of the Year award as well, um, yeah, so brilliant and congratulations to all the girls. Did all the girls did feel very sorry for Michelle Teen though? Have to put it out there. I thought she was either one or Michelle or Tiffy in yeah. the cornerback position. We did think that yeah, yeah, and you could actually feel the disappointment in the room as well yeah. um, at the night of the All Stars. But it was a fantastic occasion. Um, fair play, and we don't always give credit where credit is due but to Bridget Ryan and to Jill Waters and Ellen McManus um, and the rest of the crew uh, for the Camogie but definitely those three women because they ran the show Fair Play to put on a brilliant show um, it was much appreciated by everyone um, and take the bow and take the plaudits because it was a great evening and a great night we also had a great night though last Saturday night in Hotel Kilkenny because we did give out the medals as well we did have the Oak Drawn Hilda Breslin down with us and Linda Kenny as well was in attendance along with uh, some members of Kilkenny GAA Councillor Pat Fitzpatrick of course the County Council Chairman was in attendance um, and we had a spectacular gala event in Hotel Kilkenny um, that everyone attended they enjoyed it uh, the production was brilliant so thank you to Fastlane and to Ray from Sound Out but especially to Alan uh, and to Paul um, because it was spectacular um, and to June in Hotel Kilkenny for uh, a great 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 uh, team that she has there because everything was absolutely perfect and the night really couldn't have went any better and from what I can gather everyone seemed to enjoy it as well good that's the main thing you missed it though yeah I missed it I know you were busy in fundraising and hopefully your fundraiser went alright for you as well yeah it did um, I think they had a they had a great well, it was a brilliant night and I think they did raise an awful lot of money for motion neuron disease in Ireland um, yeah so fair play to the lads for running that but delighted that the girls had a lovely night as well um, I looked at it um, seen the pictures and everybody looked absolutely fantastic and um, oh, speaking of pictures I must uh, thank Vicky Comfort for them because I got them this morning we put them up online and they are stunning yeah they are and even like the you know the setup of the of the function room looked absolutely fantastic everything looked amazing really really well done so professional it wasn't just thrown together um, you know it you know it set a, a very high standard going forward for any other functions that you decide to run lads now so you're after um, setting a very high standard you're going to have to up it now next year don't talk to us about setting high standards. I mean, the amount of sleepless nights that we had and trying to have everything correct and proper and right. Um, but anyway, look, we'll be we hopefully did. have the come on kind um, in a venue like that next year with all the oh, all the here, frills look, that, and frolics that go That would be the plan to do it. Um, it would be fantastic. So uh, one more thing that we do have to announce, obviously, is there is a fundraiser for the girls happening on Saturday evening um, in the Ranchers Return in Coon. The admission is only €5 Euro there there is going to be a raffle on the night as well the special guests are going to be the Leinster Cup and the O'Duffy Cup will be in attendance there and all the proceeds of that will go to the Senior Players Holiday Fund so literally it's just a good night of crack and a bit of banter um, and just to relax and unwind and the organiser of that, of course, would be sitting in studio here with us as well. So, Mrs. Houlihan, would you like to say anything about that? Well, I'm not really the organiser. The organiser is Joanne Holt in the Ranchers' Return. But she I know you me, have your I... hand in in it as well. Well, she asked, would I give a hand? And sure, I wasn't going to say no. It wouldn't be in me. No, but it no, it, it's good sure, night's look, going to be had. Good night's going to be had by all. And we have a gentleman coming from Carlo. Uh, to give us a bit of music, and he's not too bad at it either. But yeah, it should be a good night and be great chance for the locals because a lot of people, I've discovered uh, over the weekend that a lot of people, even though they know we won the All-Ireland, have never seen the trophies. 
and have never seen the Leinster Trophy. And the amount of people that have said that the O'Duffy, which is sitting here in front of us at the minute, uh, is bigger than they thought is amazing. I know the Elves was in on it earlier. Oh, yeah, but sure everyone likes to get in on a bit of silverware, don't they? For anyone who don't know, the Elf is a, a promotion that's been run at the minute here in KCLR and they're taking selfies with it because we even got caught in a selfie um, last week when we yeah, were doing on the Yeah, you were on holidays, hey, you we missed got that caught. now as well, like. It's not fishy, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You're all right. Anyway, plenty of lemsips, etc. and all those other uh, advertisement products that you can get to keep yourself... Uh, taking over until next weekend because until we need Saturday. you now for next weekend yeah. Saturday yeah have a great day right anything else we need to discuss am I missing anything now before we <coughs> sign off for another week's episode no I think that is all done we're kind of starting to run a bit scarce it's kind of showing that we are coming to the to we're the nearly end getting the to the end yeah it's yeah. hard to believe you did have an under 22 final on Sunday didn't you oh we did sorry yes Thomastown congratulations yeah. to Thomastown on beating Conaghy by uh, two points yeah. Um, yeah I just see a post by someone I think Sinead O'Keefe was uh, put up in a post that she was after winning an All-Ireland medal uh, an under 22 medal and there was another medal senior as well all title. senior county title correct yeah. all in the one year yeah. that's oh, not that's a bad all haul no that's a great great achievement yeah really good achievement for Thomastown but you could see like <laughs> you could see where you could see that that was going to come like you know the, it, we're, we're back to the Thomastown of you know a couple of years ago where they're going to start clearing up all around them and you know they're putting in the work and they're putting in the effort and they had a great um, turnout as well the other night at the um, Come On Kind Awards night as well uh, and great to see them there all very vocal as per usual all very vocal yeah mm. and it was good and yeah. St Lacton's won an under 16 shield yesterday yeah. we as well. won't mention the battle of the officers because that was really ah, that well, was they even were very good Saturday now I believe now. yesterday they were on their best behaviour and Owen even presented the um, cup to the winning captain from St Lacton's <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, exactly. Well, there's a, a couple of fixtures that is to be played this weekend as well. Haven't been finalised um, at the minute, but as we always say, keep an eye on kilkennycomogie.ie for up-to-date fixtures. And hard to believe we're nearly playing fixtures coming up. We'll be playing on Stevens' Day one of these days, yet you yeah. know that it's getting so, so long in the year to be we trying can to actually, play them. Yeah, like and speaking of Stevens' Day, <laughs> um, I think Thomastown are actually um, having their Hurling for Cancer tournament as well. Um, and it's always a really, really good day. So, if anybody wants to get involved in that, it's all over Facebook at the moment. Um, I believe it's Chloe Carraway. I think you can get in contact, but all the details are up on the Thomastown Facebook page. That's always a really, really good day. Yeah, I think so, Chloe is their new PRO, is she? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but still, like it's a, for a really, really good cause and, you know, a bit of a laugh as well yeah. um, on Stephen's Day. And run off the turkey dinner and the turkey, all the, yeah, the, um, the stuffing and the Brussels sprouts. Christmas pudding and the Christmas mm, cake. And exactly. Yeah, not to mention the few beverages that yeah, yeah. just was all washed down with. That's I'm trying to true. find it online here at the minute, but I can't see anything on this. But um, what we might do is maybe uh, if anyone in Thomastown is listening to the podcast, which we know that they do, so Ger or anyone else, you might get in contact with us and give us the details um, of that and we'll certainly put it out for you for next week. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as well. God, I think we're all nearly the coming down with something. up on you at last. It is near enough to it, yeah. Anyway, folks, I think that is it from ourselves here from the KCLR studios this evening. Hopefully you have enjoyed us. We thank John and uh, Emma for coming in to us and we wish them again, James Stevens, that is the very best of luck in their All-Ireland semi-final on Saturday. Someone may talk now because I'm going to start coughing here in a minute. Yeah, so we will be live on Saturday from one o'clock from UL. One o'clock, isn't it? It's certainly one o'clock. One o'clock from UL, and um, we'll hopefully be hopefully be out then the following weekend in the Ireland final. So from all of us here from Come On Kite. Thank you and good night. Because Thank you, Anya. It's, Very ni- well it's done. nice that someone says that. Yeah. You forgot one thing, though. Well, for anyone that does listen to us, don't forget to get your downloads <laughs> from your usual places, and you'll be able to listen to more of us. But you were a little bit premature. But we'll give you the sign off again. So go on. No, you're grand. I did it. I did it already, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and you forgot to mention that they should like and share as well. Oh uh, well. Anyway, <laughs> that is it from ourselves here in the studio. I think everyone's going to go home to go to bed now and get ready for I have it Saturday. Here. Sorry, I have it. You here. have a good woman. Okay, so it's back St Stephen's Day. Seven aside, blitz. Anyone interested in playing? At contact Chloe or John Joe. It's up on their Facebook page under the Thomastown Community Network. Are sharing it as well. Um, Ten a.m. 
are 10.30am sharp in Grennan College over 16s it's 10 euro per person and all proceeds are going to the Irish Cancer Society so now anyone looking to do anything on Stevens' Day there you go or if anyone other clubs have anything that you would like mentioned as well please get in contact because we will certainly put it out there for you um, if you're raising money for charity Stevens' Day and anyone that does uh, well done on uh, that ventures because it's so important as well mm-hmm. we do everything on Come On Kind here so we do mm-hmm. but for now we are all going home to bed because yes. we have had a long weekend and I think the doses are starting to come and you definitely need bed yep. um, before Saturday evening so as a sincere thank you one and all for listening again and until next week it's goodbye from myself Anonia and the producer Mrs Houlihan here from the studio bye everyone bye bye she's writing it she's taking it oh! This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh, no!